Welcome to the Root of Power podcast, where I teach you how to step into your power, find alignment, and create a life that you love using holistic methods, interviews with industry leaders, and inspiring stories from people who know that true freedom is found within. I'm your host and health and wellness bestie, Amanda Chills, and I'm so proud of you for choosing to step into the root of your power. afternoon, nighttime. Let me not assume when y'all listen to these episodes. Anyway, hello. Nice to meet you virtually or talk to you again. I am so glad that you allow me the space to support you and help you. And if there's anything I can do, please reach out. Instagram at Amanda underscore chills or the website livemyhappyhealth.com. I wanted to let you guys know I am taking coaching clients. So if you have a goal that you are struggling to reach or you're like, I don't really know something is wrong, but I don't really know what to do, hit a girl up. Um, LiveMyHappyHealth.com slash contact. And perhaps I can support you. So welcome to the episode with Beth Knott, who is an absolute powerhouse, guys and girls, and everything in between. She is so full of knowledge. She really walks the walk and talks the talk. Like She does the things that she coaches, and she is so comfortable. She has a very like maternal energy, so I think you guys are just going to love her. So settle in, my dudes, and uh, I'll see you on the other side. Okay, welcome podcast fam. We have a local health guru with us today, Beth Knott of Beth Knott Health Coaching. Actually went through RCC's first like round of the health coaching and now there's people from all over the country wanting to take it. Um, it's one of the only, you'll have to tell us because I don't remember what it is. Um, so she is a doctor. She was an audiologist, like a pediatric audiologist, who now is a health coach. Welcome. Thank you for your time. Yes, I'm excited to be here. So you know your story better than I do. (laughs) (laughs) How did we get here to health coaching? Like walk us through the Beth Knott story. Okay. Okay. So the the quick summary. Um, I have been a pediatric audiologist for 20 years. Kids tend to generally be my passion, Um, just absolutely love working with that population, but I've also always been very interested in health and wellness and nutrition and movement and all of those things. Um, I really was never that girl that was granted that gene that could just sit on the couch and eat Doritos and do whatever she wanted to. And, um, you know, in high school, I figured out pretty quickly, oh, I don't really get to eat the Taco Bell at 2 (laughs) a.m. like all of the other friends. Um, But really what started out is, gosh, you know, I just want to be able to fit in the hip clothes and I need to be skinny turned into once I really started applying some of those health and wellness, you know, habits into my world, I figured out, God, this feels pretty good. Mm -hmm. This is, um, this goes beyond just, you know, 
getting to wear the cool clothes. Um, I just felt better all around. Um, So exercise really became my passion. And I am one of those that if I don't get my workout in, I'm really not a very pleasant person to be around. I like that with tacos. (laughs) So, yes, yes, absolutely. So within that, um, kind of always being my, you know, kind of sad passion. And so I started teaching group fitness at the Y um, once I had graduated from uh, my master's degree and just doing, you know, all the things really. And I just happened to notice in the newspaper an article about RCC's new program, which is Randolph Community College, which is the community college here um, in our county, actually. And I thought, man, that looks pretty cool. So I signed up, took the class and no kidding, day three, I was like, I will do this full time. This is my calling. So um, that was a couple of years ago that I took the class and I have just recently sat for the national exam and I have passed. So I am now a nationally board certified health coach. Um, and I am health coaching. I health coach part-time um, for a little while, and I have just recently integrated to full-time, and it's awesome. It's so much fun. I absolutely love going to work every day. Why did you switch out of audiology? That's a great question. Um, it was a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. Um, mainly because of the patients and the connections that I made. Um, you know, when you put hearing aids on a child when they're three and then you get a phone call from their parents that say, my child just got the park scholarship at NC State. You know, we couldn't have done it without you. That is um, amazing. Yeah. Um, so it really was a very, very rewarding job. Um But I figured out very quickly that coaching is equally as rewarding and I can do it from anywhere. So I have two kids um, and I was driving to a practice in Greensboro um, and I was working part time. So I was always very fortunate that I could do audiology part time and be a mom part time. Mm -hmm. Um, So just with the commute and just loving the health coaching. I really am just excited to just really be able to, you know, when I was working part-time, it was just so frazzled of, okay, here, I'm going to be an audiologist. And then it's like, okay, now I need to be present in this. And I just felt like that I was just being torn between the two professions and, um, you know, the excitement of health coaching one and and I'm, I'm still in touch with some of my patients and dearly miss my coworkers. Oh yeah. my goodness. They were just such different. a yeah. It is very different. Transition to working for yourself when you're just like, uh, yeah, I'm not talking it's, to people. It's just me. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, which is good and bad. Um, mm-hmm. but I do, I, I do miss my coworkers terribly, but it, um, it's great. I get to be in Ashboro and I just, there were a lot of things I wanted to participate in that I couldn't because when you work out of town, you know, you leave first thing in the morning and then I'm home, you know, 6.15, 6.30 every single night. And so I've really been able 
to get more involved in our community because I'm here yeah. and I can do it. So that has been super exciting as well. Mm, I love that. What's a health coach? What's a health coach? What a loaded question. <laughs> what do they so do? I think that there are so many misconceptions about what a health coach is. And, you know, I really do think that we need to be better advocates for what health coaches are and how they can be so beneficial to our community. Mm -hmm. You know, when people think of coaches, the first thing they think of is, you know, the guy with the whistle and the clipboard. And he's like, (laughs) you are going to do this and this is what it's going to look like. And, you know, yada, yada. And that's really not health coaching at all. You know, health coaching really puts the emphasis on the client on the person who's wanting to make those changes. And, you know, sometimes we forget, but we really are our best on expert. So 100%, can you repeat that? You really are your best on expert. Thank you. So it is, I, I don't know Amanda as well as Amanda knows Amanda. So for me to tell you how to change your life is really gonna be ineffective. So what health coaches do is you really sit down and form a partnership. And so we're really there to be your not necessarily guide in exactly how you're going to do it, mm-hmm. but your partner in working like, through it. You're like the Smitty to their Captain Hook. Yes. Yes. So like the analogy I like to use uh, with a lot of my clients is if you think about, um, you know, when you go for a hike. So, you know, like here in North Carolina, let's say we were going to Hanging Rock and you go to the visitor center and the guy gets out the map and he's got his highlighter pen Mm -hmm. and he's like, okay, this is what you're going to do. You want to get to the top. You're going to take the yellow dot to the blue dot. And then there you are. You've made it. Yeah. Well, the difference with health coaching is I'm not really there to give you the highlighted map. I am walking that path with you. So every step of the way that health coach is there and ultimately you're making those decisions of, okay, which way is going to be the best term for me? Some people may want to hike it straight up. Some people may want to take the long path Mm -hmm. and that person is the only one that can really decide that. And so we're really there to facilitate those decisions and, you know, we're really there to ask the questions. Um, you know, and through those questions, you can really empower that person to discover what's going to be the best path for them to take. And I find that people always know, like when Mm -hmm. you, I think a lot of people don't know, they don't know what questions to ask. So they don't know how to figure out what the next path is. But if you give them the right question, then they're like, oh, it's, I need to, um, wake up 30 minutes earlier because I need alone time or like, you know, I never really thought about it, but like sugar or gluten affects me in this way. So maybe Mm -hmm. I should cut it out. And it's like, bingo, bingo. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Yeah, exactly. It really is within us always. It's just a matter of evoking it. And that really is the health coach's job is to really help you see that. And, you know, we're so guilty about always beating ourselves up. And we have these lofty goals and I'm going to lose 50 pounds and, you know, whatever it looks like. And, you know, 
A lot of times all we see is that the fact that we didn't lose 50 pounds by the time we said X, Y, and Z. Yeah. But really there's so many positive things that happened within that journey. And we're so quick to beat ourselves up and say, well, I failed again. I'm moving on, you know, forget it. And so a lot of times all they know is failure, but really that failure is actually very rich information that we can use to move forward because, Hey, look at everything we learned. Let's take that and figure out, okay, what's the next step? Yes. You're just like, you're just hitting everything that I would want you to. (laughs) Hmm. I wonder if sometimes I'm sure you find a lot of people jump from diet to diet. And I would be interested to know your opinion on how, so like for me, when people jump from guru to guru, Instagram influencer to diet to blah, 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 blah. Now some paradigms work really well for some people. So I don't want to go into like the paradigm, but like when people try crash diet after crash diet, after chronic exercise exception, like I find that it really disconnects them from their body. So it sounds like, yeah. So it sounds like what you do is you help reconnect them to, to, Oh, figuring out how, like the process in figuring out what works for them. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, you really just kind of touched on a big area of health coaching. And that is, you know, when someone says health coaching, they immediately think nutrition, exercise, Mm -hmm. those are those areas. But really there are so many dimensions that make up our entire wellness. And we really dig into that and say, Hey, you know, yes, here's what our movement looks like. Here's what nutrition looks like, but let's look at all these other areas. You know, what does your sleep look like? What do your relationships look like? What do your finances look like? You know, finances can play a huge impact in our overall well-being. And so, you know, there's all these dimensions that kind of tie into what makes us who we are Mm -hmm. and what is maybe getting in the way of who we want to be. And so when we really kind of dig through all of those, I have a a lot of times, you know, we discover together, oh, well, I thought I just needed to eat better, but (laughs) this is actually not what we need to be working on. It's this area. Yeah. But I fall asleep with the TV on every night, but Mm I, I'm so stressed out at work. I can't even function. And I, I think one of the things that you're alluding to is like so many things impact health and our body composition and our ability to even process nutrients that a lot of people simply are uneducated about because they don't know, right? Like, I don't know anything about building a house because um, I don't do construction. (laughs) Yeah. So people don't know what they don't know and they don't know how nuanced all of these things are. So even if we're just talking about why I need to work out more, it's like, yeah, sure. But what's your range of motion look like? Yeah. And a lot of people never think about how nuanced all those things are. So it sounds like you're really, now there are some health coaches who are like, well, I just do nutrition plans or I just do keto or I just do, you know, a vegan or vegetarian or whatever. But it sounds like you're really taking like a legitimate holistic approach. Like let's up-level your entire health. And there's so many more facets than just, yeah. what are you eating? Absolutely. Absolutely. It, it really is holistic. And, you know, just to kind of speak 
to your, you know, kind of making connections with people, you know, understanding their bodies more and listening to their bodies. You know, that's one of the dimensions is your mind body connection and how you really do have power over your body and how you react to stress and how you understand how food, you know, influences you in certain ways. And, you know, no one teaches us this. Right. You know, so we, we, we don't really understand how to do that. And once we kind of slow down and really kind of take a good look at all of those different areas, you can really start to move the needle on those yes. changes that you really want to do. And some people don't care about like maybe their nutrition is dialed in or their movement is dialed mm-hmm. in or they're like, you know what? I like sleeping with the TV on and I understand the consequences and it's fine. And it's like, okay, we're not going to focus on that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So much of it comes down to um, importance, which is why we talk about those dimensions in the beginning. And really what I have them do is say, okay, you know, what does my stress look like now? What do I want it to look like? What does my nutrition look like now? What do I want it to look like? And so where we start to see that separation and where you are now and where you want to be, then begins to develop the framework of, okay, this looks like these are the areas that you really feel like, you know, the way I describe it is, um, you know, our circle is this nice round circle. And if that circle, each of those dimensions were individual strings, you know, if one of those strings is getting tugged a little too hard for you, then our circle is no longer a circle. And so what we really want to do through going through some of those dimensions is just figuring out which strings getting pulled the hardest. And then when we can kind of feel that string, that can start to develop that pathway that we take to getting them to that state of their best wellness. And that's going to look different on every single person. Dude, you are killing it right now. (laughs) I'm so like, this is such a good episode. I love it. So what keeps people misinformed? Because before we talked, you and I have a hatred of the commercial food industry. I hate it. I call them Franken foods. Like I hate Franken foods and the shit that people sell for detox teas. I literally want to throw into a pit and everyone who sells them. Like, I also want to throw those people into a pit because they know better mm-hmm. and they are preying on people's obsession with looking or feeling a certain way they're preying on people's ignorance and it's just like I I straight up just want to throw them into a fire pit like I don't even care yeah so there are many many there's a whole industry built on falsifying information built on keeping people addicted literally addicted to foods you know and I this is why I want you to go into it because people don't know they don't know what the consequences of these crash diet franken food detox teas like are and why companies are hawking them to the tune of billions of dollars mm-hmm. a year where they're paying for research that says they're healthy so they can make more money like discuss yes oh boy where do we begin wherever you want we're going to end up somewhere yeah well <laughs> um Okay, so uh, I don't know if anyone has ever read Michael Pollan's In Defense of Food. Have you read that book? I have not, but I should. It's phenomenal. Yeah. Um, And it just digs into 
we just need to eat real food. And he calls them food-like substances, which I love. So all of these packaged goods and all of these things that everyone is eating, they basically are food-like substances, you know? And he has written a book called food rules. And it's literally at, you know, I tell all my clients who that when nutrition is kind of that area of concern, read this book. It's literally every page just has one little thing about, you know, what one of my favorites is if it is a plant, eat it. If it is made in a plant, do not. (laughs) Ah, okay. Yeah. I understand. How simple is that? So yes. So when we get into these food-like substances, you really do kind of enter the world of manipulation. And we it's hard to think of food as manipulation. And, you know, Mark Hyman has written a book, Food Fix, and he is one of my favorite authors. He has written so much on this subject, and he's so passionate about a bunch of different areas. He's a functional medicine physician. So um, read his stuff. It's really, really um, inspiring, really. But, um, so, you know, I don't even know where we were, where I was going with that. Um, the food industry and how much money they make off of keeping people sick. Yes. All the manipulation. So we know, and research has shown this over and over again, that sugar is addictive and that if you administer functional MRIs, um, on people who are eating sugar versus heroin addicts, you can actually see that addiction area of the brain will light up basically the same, sometimes more with sugar. Um, So the food manufacturers know this and they put sugar in everything everything. And, you know, one of the games that they play is the way that they put everything in your food label. You know, when you look at that food label and you see whole wheat is the first ingredient, but then there are literally six other sugars listed, but you don't know those are sugars. Well, actually sugar is the first ingredient in that food. And then we become addicted to it. And then we get so angry with ourselves because we can't stop eating it. And And it makes this cycle where you you are feeling responsible for your failure, but there are literally systems designed. Like I, if people hear nothing else that we say, like I want people to hear millions upon millions upon millions obscene, stupid amounts of money into psychologists Mm -hmm. who are researching how to get people addicted, how to keep people addicted, what marketing to do, funding studies that tell people just like infiltrating the food and drug administration, like infiltrating the food pyramid, like it is a multi-billion dollar industry. It's a multi, it's built on a multi-billion dollar scam. Like, so people hear nothing that I say, like, these food companies are not here to help you. Right. They're here to make money off of you. And they do that. And you're getting into that. They do that by keeping you literally addicted to their food. And then they tell you it's your fault. Like you're the failure. Yeah. So then you should take this and this and this. Right. Oh, right. So then you have to take protein (laughs) powders, but not meat ones, plant ones, which by the way, more expensive. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, it's such a sham. It, it's just, it's 
frustrating and you just feel so manipulated as a person when but you really don't start know. to dig into it, but people don't know. Right. If you go and read the research and I am, I mean, anyone who knows me, I'm constantly reading. I'm just one of those research nerds and I'm just from the medical community. All I know is kind of journal articles. <laughs> and so if you really dig in and you read the research of, you know, what goes into setting our food recommendations, um, you know, if you look at what is, um, Money recommended for those with diabetes. If you go back and look at who funds a good deal of those studies, you are going to find the cane sugar industry. You're going to find, you know, whatever that looks like, but it can be very, very eye-opening to see that there are actually a lot of conflict of interest that go into these studies that actually influence our policies, which is, 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 can be quite frustrating. So we really just have to be our own advocate, which again, just goes back to eating real food. If it doesn't have a label, then we know it's real food. Yeah. How do people, um, not everyone can do that, right? So let's, let's talk about that. It is, can be more expensive more time consuming, like a lot of people may have a disability. They may work two or three jobs. They may be ill. They may not be able to afford eating whole foods all the time. So that's something we hear often. I'm, I'm so tired when I go home, like I don't have time to cook a whole meal. I don't have time to chop up all these things. And, and but the pre-chopped vegetables are way more expensive and I don't really know how to cook. And so what, so the way to get around that, right, is to eat real food. If it grow, comes from the ground, if it comes from mm -hmm. nature, we want to eat it. But this exists on a spectrum, right? So what do people do if they say, I can't afford to do that? Like I live in a food desert, right? Most of our county is a food desert. Like it's easier to grab fast food on the way home because there may not be a grocery store in your area or it's too expensive or you don't have transportation. Like there are many, many barriers that people come across. So if they are listening to this and they say, oh my God, like I, well, here's one more thing I can't do. Here's one more thing that I'm being told to do. And it's my fault because I'm not eating whole foods. How do people start doing this? Because it is a process. How do people mm -hmm. start? Where can Absolutely. I start? So the question then becomes, how do you think you can start? I mean, you know, so it all goes back to what does your life look like? What can you do? What are some steps that you feel confident that you can do? Um, you know, time, time is everyone's concern. I don't have time for this. I don't have time for that. So a big part of it is really kind of, okay, well, well what are we doing with our time? You know, when we say we don't have time, what are we actually doing with our time? You know, we all have the same amount of time. And so sometimes when I talk with I'm my- I challenge you on that actually, because if you work one job, you don't have the same amount of time as someone that works two jobs. You don't. If you have a spouse that helps take care of the house, you don't have the same amount of time where someone is a single parent. So like mm -hmm. everyone has the same 24 hours, but a lot of people can buy back their time. So not everyone has the same time for the people that don't like, I feel like that was really harsh, but I say it for a reason. They're like, people are like, you have the same amount of time in a day as Beyonce. 
no, you don't. <laughs> like, yeah, they have staff. People have the, re- you know what it, I mean? Right. But the reality is we have, we have the same amount of time. You know what I'm saying? Like we can't change the time window. Like yeah, that's, but we can buy time. Like if you but have we can, you can buy time. Right. Yeah. We can modify our environment, our structure, our process. Yes. So even though we can't change that window, because we can't, it's 24 hours, it's going to be 24 hours all the time, which again is why it is based on your life, your needs, your, and so we're going to take that set window Mm -hmm. and we're going to figure out the barriers. And once we figure out the barriers, then we're going to start with an action step that's going to get you a little closer to being able to climb that barrier. And that action step may be really, really tiny in the beginning. And we may set an action step and it bombs. Well, that's okay. Awesome. What have we learned from this? Okay. What's going to be our next step? So, you know, time is tricky and time looks very different on everyone. And that's where we really have to just dig into what does your life look like? You know, what, where, where are you really finding those barriers and what are some tricks that we can kind of get you through that? Yeah. People I find, um, thank you for saying that because everyone's time life does look different, but everyone can take small steps, which is why I wanted to start with where do they start? So it may look like, um, instead of ordering a fried chicken sandwich, you order a grilled chicken sandwich. Mm -hmm. That is a small step. Or if you can't afford fresh vegetables, you buy frozen vegetables. Small, beady, beady, beady things that once people start getting into problem solving mode, because I find a lot of people struggle with that, and you might too, they don't know how to problem solve. They don't know Mm -hmm. how to be creative. But once we start asking, and this is the job of a health coach to say, what can you do? Then they just come up with ideas. And they're more powerful because they come up with them exactly beautiful so they may say well Beth I work two jobs and I I literally do not have time to cook 45 minutes for a meal and it's like okay heard you're exhausted you work two jobs like how do we cook a meal in 10 minutes Mm -hmm. what can you do what can you do yeah yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Hmm. okay so if someone is thinking about a health coach what should they look for? Because there are a lot of, especially, you know, with social media, there are a lot of like, quote unquote, influencers who mm-hmm. are talking. And again, like people, I want people to pay attention to what kind of things they're promoting because many times they're paid. They are paid to just promote whatever company pays them. And often it's Franken foods. So really critically think, why is this person promoting this? How does someone figure out if a health coach, like if they even want to work with them or if they are good? Because there's a lot mm-hmm. of like influencers, I use that term lightly, in the space who will sell programs. They'll tell you all day long they can help you. And right. then they'll give you a canned program that does nothing for you. So right. how, do, how are people like, okay, what do I look for in a health coach? Right. Um, I think number one, absolutely carry on a conversation with them before you make any decisions Um, because not only do you want to make sure that this health coach is, you know, a decent health coach, (laughs) 
<laughs> you know, it's going to be able to help you in the way that you need to be helped. But you really want to make sure you have a rapport with that person. You know, rapport is so huge when it comes to health coaching. Um, and there are, there's so many types of health coach out there, which is really the main reason why the national board came about because they really wanted there to be a standard to the profession. Um, so that if you are a certified health coach, then those who are working with you know that you have taken the appropriate steps to become a health coach in the framework of what health coaching really truly is. Um, you know, the, the biggest thing with the health coaches, you have that person that, um, you know, is telling you, well, you should have done this. I can't believe you did, the, you know, kind of practicing that hard love, which, you know, that's I understand shame. where they're coming from. Like, right. You know, nope. so and if someone I, shames you, that's a red flag. So like running green flags of a health coach. So if they're shaming you, that's a red flag. It's. Yes. And I, I don't want to take away from anyone who does any type of coaching. I really don't. But if you are wanting to get into the world of integrative health coaching, then there are certain aspects of health coaching that you are not going to see that you may otherwise see somewhere else. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, it really is based on you being the expert, you driving the ship. So you are never going to hear me say, I can't believe you did that that's a horrible idea, or this is my idea. This is what we're going to do. Because again, I, I don't know the best idea for you. That is where our conversation comes into play. So I think that that's really one of the biggest things is just understanding that coach's approach. And, you know, everyone comes to me and they're like, I just want you to tell me what to do. <laughs> and so, you know, and then I have to tell them, it's not my job to tell you what right. to do. And they're like, what? then, you know, why am I doing this? But when you see that perspective shift and you see that person gain the confidence and the knowledge and the self-efficacy of allowing them to have that power, that's when, wow, okay, this yeah. is what coaching is all about. Yeah, because it's very empowering when you allow people to make their own decisions, like so many people just don't know that. It's so mm -hmm. disempowering when you say, well, here's my framework, it works for everyone. And if you don't succeed, it's your fault. And it's like, go join the influencers who sell detox tea in the fire pit. Like mm -hmm. <laughs> you can't even yeah. deal with people like that. So a red flag then is people who disempower, who don't allow the client to make the choice. And a green flag is someone who says, I'm not the expert in your life because I don't live your life. I'm yeah. just here to help you figure out what works best for you. So it's very, very person-centered. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. How would people know that by talking to them? Like what questions would someone ask a health coach? That's a great question. You know, I think, I think one of the, you know, easiest questions is what does coaching entail? You know, and just what, what does this look like? Um, what does this relationship look like? Um, you know, what are, what should my expectations be? And, you know, we've talked about this before, you know, the beauty of empowerment and self-discovery is, you know, I'm not going to be there forever, you know, in 10 years when, you know, 
such and such happens and then there's this string that really starts to get pulled well when you've really already created that self-efficacy and that self-determination of i got this i know i can do it well then you really already have all the tools that you need so every time a string gets pulled in life you're going to be able to do it you are now empowered to really understand you and be able to do those things that you want to do. So they ask like, hey, what is your program like? Um, another good one is like, how do you work with people? How do you, well, they may say, well, I, it's an email program. So you're, it's really self, self-focused. self you, you don't really have a lot of interaction with me. And it's like, that may work for some people, but it may not mm-hmm. work for other people. So figuring out, how they work with people. Like, what's your style? Oh, I, I focus a lot on you being the expert. And they may say, well, I have a, I have a very specific program that I need you to follow. We're going to count all your macros. We're going to do X, Y, Z. That may not be for everybody. Exactly. Exactly. And you know, everyone's like, well, what's the best diet plan? What's the best exercise plan? (laughs) You know, the best plan is the one you will do. (laughs) And see what vegetables should I eat? The ones that you like the ones that you like, exactly. <laughs> you know, I tell my clients that all the time. Like, you know, I, I mean, you know me, Amanda, I am an early bird. I am. I'm an early bird. I'm at the gym at 5 a.m., you know, every day. And it's great. My brain is happy and, yeah. you know, I'm just it works for you. focused. If you were to ask me to do anything in the gym at 5 p.m., I would look at you like you're crazy. Yeah. And so, you know, that's where the client really has to think through, okay, well, you know, am I a morning person? You know, what is my personality for me to give them that, you know, if I tell them to work out on the treadmill every day at 5 a.m. and they're a night owl, that is not going to work. Right. Right. Agreed. So they should be empowering the the clients to make their own decisions. Um, What are the, what are maybe a couple things that you find most people come in stuck with. Does that make sense? Like mm-hmm. what are maybe a couple of the categories that you're like, almost everyone I work with has issues or they don't have a lot of knowledge in this area. Mm-hmm. I would say hands down, number one nutrition, mm-hmm. because it is such a world of confusion. None of us know what, you know, <laughs> let, you know, all of the things that we're fed every single day, you mm-hmm. should do keto, you should do intermittent fasting. You should do, you know, there's always a diet of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, And then you add the individual, you know, genetic makeup and, you know, we're all so different on just in DNA level Mm -hmm. that there's a whole nother level of this looks so different on everyone. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times it really is just kind of digging through the weeds of, okay, what foods serve us? What foods don't serve us? You know, do you know how to read a nutritional label? You know, there it's, it's really just educating yourself on, wow, I did it. You know, if you look at a box of special K cereal and you compare it to a box of fruit loops, the nutritional content as far as sugar is pretty much the same, which is crazy, which is crazy. They spend all this money to lie to you in marketing to say that special K is so much healthier. Yeah. Right. 
Exactly. Because you've got the girl who's exercising in the commercial and she's so great. She's so happy. So right. I, I do think nutrition is a really, really, um, I, I think just particularly in our area, um, you know, this is probably a very different answer in California or New York, somewhere sure. where, yeah. you know, you really have access to a lot of those fresh foods. And, you know, just like you said, we do live in a food desert and, and no one teaches us this stuff. So Most nutrition, people, yeah, probably haven't heard the term food desert. Yes. Exactly. Like, what is that? So a food desert is somewhere where fresh food is not available. Um, there are spots in town I can think of where it's like, there isn't really a grocery store. Yeah. And then you add in systemic areas. So like the majority black community very often don't have grocery stores with fresh produce. A majority mm -hmm. Hispanic community very often don't have grocery stores with fresh produce. And then you add in like poverty areas don't have grocery stores with fresh mm -hmm. produce. And it's like all of these things are designed that way for a reason. And then we tell people it's their fault. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So it is, it's just a big world of confusion. Mm -hmm. And I would say time management is probably a big one too. Yeah. You know, everyone kind of feels like I don't have time. I don't have time. And so that's where you really do get into, okay, you know, what does time look like? What does it look like in your life? And these are the changes that you want to make. How can we realistically implement this into your life? Because you're right. We all live different lives. And so we have to just figure out, okay, what, what does that look like in my world? Yeah. And for some people, like, um, it takes just as long to throw a bunch of food in a crock pot as it takes to like poop. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. you can scroll Instagram for 20 minutes, or you can throw a bunch of frozen stuff in a crock pot and just turn it on. Yeah, I exactly. Know people, I know people who refuse to eat leftovers. And I'm just like, first of all, how do you live your life? And second of all, if you're, if these may or may not be the same people, but if you say like, well, I never eat leftovers and I don't have time to cook every day, well, freaking eat leftovers. <laughs> like that makes no sense. That makes no sense. So, yeah. but people, and you know, to what you were speaking to earlier, like some people, 24 hours looks different for every people, but within that there, I bet are pockets where people are just like scrolling yeah. Instagram or laying mm -hmm. in bed for 20 minutes doing nothing. Like take two minutes of that and throw stuff in an oven. Like there's a lot of ways to be creative about cooking. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's amazing if you, um, if you set a timer, how much you can get done yeah. in that amount of time. And then once you kind of see that, when you're like, wow, I just set a timer for five minutes and look at everything I just did mm -hmm. that can start to break that time barrier. Yeah. Of, okay. Right, I yeah. really probably can do more than I think that I can, because it seems like such a short amount of time, but really yeah. you can get a lot done. I wonder if you run into a lot of people who just don't know how to cook. Yes, absolutely. So that's maybe something a lot of people don't know. Now, cooking can be very intimidating. So if you're someone who doesn't really know how to cook, mm -hmm. where would you start? Like learning very simple. What can people do if they're like, oh, oh, that's me. I don't really know how to cook. So I avoid it because it's scary and it seems hard. Yeah, yeah. What are simple, like where do people look to learn? So again, 
that's when we throw the old question back, you know, <laughs> what do you think you can do? You know, we're all different. Um, I'm a researcher. I read, I pull things up. I've, you know, I love books. So for me, the answer would be, okay, I'm going to pull out some how-to cook cookbooks. Um, but, you know, there may be that person that that's not really their approach. And so personality plays so much into how you approach a person because our personalities are what guide us. Our personalities are what is going to make or break us. They can work for us or they can work against us. And so the goal is to make it work for us. Okay, well, you're... You, you don't know a lot about cooking, but you are, you know, I'm hearing you want to learn more about cooking. What, when you take on a new task, what are some things that you normally do? And then that can start the conversation of, okay, well, this is, and then we can really start to break it down into, you know, however big or large steps they're going to be comfortable with at that point. Yeah. I often find that Google is also just a great place to start. Like mm -hmm. easy, recipes yeah yeah also and you know, interest though is great for recipes like yes easy, literally just the word easy easy recipes yeah absolutely absolutely and I do have some little resource guys particularly like how to read a nutrition label and like those sort of things that if you know if I see that client is really struggling then I'll say you know would this be of interest to you yeah. um you know would you find that this would be helpful um so yeah it just depends on the person and yeah what are you you know and what do you even what do you vision cooking because we all, you know, cooking looks very different. You know, does it mean just putting, you know, a box of spaghetti on the burner? Or are you wanting to really start to understand, you know, like whatever cooking looks Yeah. Exactly. Do you want to make your own spaghetti sauce from scratch? Or do you just want the best exactly. option with the lowest sugar to pour yeah. new in the spaghetti? Yeah, that's a yeah. good question. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. What else? What else? Anything we missed that you wanted to talk about? Um... Gosh, I don't know. Um, what type of people need a health coach? Mm, that's a great question. You know, I could go with the everybody could use a health coach, um, you know, but there are so many different ways a health coach can be beneficial. There really is. And, you know, the beauty of wellness is it's not really just the absence of disease, but it's always a body in motion. You know, we're always moving ourselves to that better state of wellness. And so what wellness looks like to you, you know, there may be some avenues that you want to take to better wellness, even if you do have the nutrition down and the, mm -hmm. you know, there's always room for improvement. Um, but, you know, I, I think it really comes down to those people who they're just tired. They're tired of kind of living in that cycle of I tried, I failed, I tried, I failed, you know, change is hard. If change were yeah. easy, we'd all be rock stars. We would, True. you know, we'd all be crushing it every single day because we're generally going about change in the wrong way. Mm. And so that health coach can really step in and say, okay, you know, change really isn't about, um, you know, saying you want to do something and change is about the process. 
you know, yeah. we have, we, we have all these outcomes. I want to lose weight. You know, I want to be the active grandma. I want to, you know, I call them your wellness wise. What are your wellness wise? You know, yeah. what, what is it that is important to you? Why you want to be here in 10 years, 15 years. And, but the why isn't giving us the pathway. Mm-hmm. And so where the health coach comes in is really helping you develop the action, you know, losing however much weight or having more energy. That's the outcome. Yes. But we have to figure out the action that's going to get us there. Yes, And that's where the health coach comes into play is really getting to what are the actionable steps we can take to get you to having more energy, to losing the weight, to being the awesome grandma, you know, whatever it is that's, that's your wellness. Why? So if people have a health goal, but they're not sure how to get there, those are the perfect people to hire a health coach. Exactly. How do people find you? People can find me either um, via my website, which is just bestnothealthcoaching.com. I do have a Facebook page and an Instagram page, but anyone who knows me knows that I am never on Instagram and Facebook, but I do have some posts out there and, you know, social media it's never been one of my favorite things, mm-hmm. but if there is something that I am going to put out there, it is always coming from my heart. And it is something that I either feel like people are really struggling with or something that, that touches me. So when there is something out there from me, you can know that it is genuinely from me um, and that it's just usually either a random thought or just a, Hey, this is a good book. Um, that sort of thing. But you know, if you really want to get in touch with me, my email, phone number, all of that's on my website. And that's an easy way to track me down. I'm pretty much an open book. Don't ever be afraid to call, text, email. Um, you know, it's out there. I'm here, even if you just have questions. Um, and your website is bethnothealthcoaching.com? Health and wellness. Health and wellness, K-N-O-T-T. Oh, yes. K-N-O-T-T. Okay. What do you want to leave our people with? Hmm. What do I want to leave our people with? Um, I would say, um, number one, don't give up. Hmm. We're all worthy of our health. We are. Whether we feel like it or we're not, we are all worthy of our health and to feel better and to have more energy. And just because we sometimes feel stuck and figuring out how to get there, there is always a process that will work and you can do it and you will be able to get there. You will, you got it. Yay, it's so good, (laughs) it's so good. Ah, you're beautiful. Thank you so much for your time. Oh, it was so fun. People, if you have questions or you want Beth to talk about something specific, let a girl know so that we can get her on for more episodes and do more education. Mm -hmm. Or if you agree or disagree with anything we said, like. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Dude, thank you so much. You were beautiful. Yes, it was so much fun. Thanks for having me. Okay, bye. Bye.
I told you that she was wonderful. Y'all, let me know what you thought about the episode. Do you agree or disagree with anything we're saying? Is there anything you wanted us to dive deeper into? Like this whole thing exists for you. So any feedback is welcome and appreciated so that I can get you what you want and or need. Okay, go have just the most like freaking beautiful, awesome day.